Praise see the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today, I want you to listen closely to this message, which I've already preached in several weeks. Now, I'm going to more or less repeat. In this time, I'm going to bring it from the scriptures like a teaching. How we know from the scriptures that God planned to give immortality to mankind. Immortality whereby we die no more, as the Bible has given it to us. We can look from the book of Genesis that when God created Adam, he didn't plan death for Adam. Just like many of us know this story, Adam was created. The Bible says when God sees what he has created, he said all things are good. Let me read that verse to you. In Genesis chapter 1, everything God created, he said, he looked at it and he said, it is good. And uh, in Genesis chapter 1, let's read verse 12 right there. And the earth bringeth forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Everything God created, he said it was good. And God also created man in his own image. And God said everything was good. Now we know the story in the book of Genesis chapter 2, where the enemy came and deceived Eve. And Eve and Adam and Eve, they sinned and disobeyed by eating the forbidden fruit. And then the punishment was put upon Adam, as we read in the scriptures, when he said, for dust thou art, and unto dust shall thou return. That was the pronouncement of physical death upon humanity. But also the Lord promised in that utterance to Eve that the seed of the woman, when he was talking to the serpent, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. So that was a promise of a redemption. The Redeemer will come. And the Lord planned that a Redeemer will come to save mankind from all the punishment that was put upon humanity. Now, that was the beginning. Many people will point to the fact that say, well, since the Bible, since then, the Bible has said, it is appointed unto, unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment, as if it means automatically every man must die. No, but that was what was in the dispensation, in the generation all along. But you can see, God gave exceptions, even in the, in when he made that Utterance through the apostles and say it is appointed to man wants to die after that the judgment was not. He didn't say that was thus said, but it was simply describing what has been in the culture of humanity that after the ones after they die they go to the judgment. But let's see in the scriptures that God put exceptions to the rules when all humanity have been dying from Adam. God gave an exception for the one that pleased him because he revealed to the children of Adam, the descendants of Adam, that what their father Adam and Eve lost, they can reclaim it if they will come and walk with God. That was revealed to that generation. And you will see in the book of Genesis chapter 4, from verse 25 and 26, Actually, let me read verse 26. After Adam had Seth, his son, his son, and the rest of the sons that had come after him, the Bible said, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So that statement that said, Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord, 
indicated to us that God revealed it to that, this, to that generation how they can please God and if they come closer to God and return, God can give back the immortality that Adam lost to mankind. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. And we shall see in the book of Genesis chapter 5, who was able to please God among that descendants, the descendants of Adam. From Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, we see the story of Enoch. And the Bible says, And Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. In short, what that scripture is saying is that God was pleased with Enoch, how he was walking with God, and God took him away without seeing physical death. That also was reported in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, to make us to see that God leave exceptions to the rules when people assume that all must die. No, not all that must die. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ make it plain to us when he said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That means there's exception to the rule. In the Hebrew chapter, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the list of heroes of faith was listed here. And when we get to Enoch, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, he said, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Listen to me, you and my brother and sister, listen to me. The way you can get into that translation, which we are all expecting at the same time, which is called the rapture of the saints of God, is to please God, walk with God and please him like Enoch of old. And you have been given a deposit of the Holy Spirit to make you walk with God and listen to the Spirit. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As we continually walk with God, we will be pleasing unto Him. And that is the challenge and the charge to we saints at the end time. That we are to walk with God and please Him like Enoch of old. And the Bible says, verse 6, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, two steps. We must believe that God exists, even though you cannot see him. And then when you walk into that door by faith, then he will manifest himself to you. Christ said, if a man loves me, I will love him, my father will love him, and we will come and make our abode with him. That is, you have to come by faith. If you are listening to me, you are not a believer. Or you are one of those that think there is no God. Or there is nothing like invisible things that we are talking about. I tell you, there is. There is invisible things that are affecting this physical world. Even you can, you can, you can think about it yourself. Before humanity knew about electricity, they didn't know there anything existed that is called electricity. But now... Even though they couldn't feel it then, they couldn't see it then, but it was, that has been, God has created electricity. 
Now, when they finally found out, they could see that it, we, we can see the effect of it by generating light and using the same electricity to do all the communication, radio waves, and so on. But these things have already been before human, human beings were here. We, didn't, we did not create electricity. We discovered it. There are many things that are invisible, just like we say angels are invisible. And you may not see them, but if you come by faith believing, you will find that they will manifest. God will make himself known unto you, but you have to come in by faith, by believing first. Just like this story said about Enoch, he said, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that is, he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So after you believe he exists, you want to be rewarded by him, you must diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. And that is how we want you to, to work with God diligently, consistently praising him, living for him, living a righteous life, obedient to his word, and then praising the Lord daily, studying the word of God and searching what is acceptable before him. That is what the scripture tells us to do. And as you do that consistently and diligently, God will say you are pleasing to him also. That is our goal at the same time to become like Christ so that we can be translated like Enoch of old. And let me go further here to make you to see that God delights to give his immortality to mankind. After he has revealed to Enoch and all the generations in that time of Enoch, only one person was able to place him. Enoch placed God and he was translated. Then the Lord shows Abraham and the descendants of Abraham. And in the days of the prophets, we know also of another example that God gave us. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. It's what God said as his principle. He gave an example in Enoch that we can disappear from this planet without seeing physical death. That God desires to give us that immortality. If we can come back to him and walk with him and place him. So he gave an example in Enoch after the descendants of Adam started seeking the Lord. One was able to place him. Now in the days of the, of the Israelites, the Hebrews, after they were in the land, we know of the story of Elijah the prophet among, one of the, among the prophets of God that was able also to walk with God to the point that God sent a chariot of fire to take him out of this planet without seeing physical death. That's another example that was recorded because it was witnessed that he disappeared and a shadow took him up. The other people that saw the tumor, they saw some wild wind and that he, he disappeared. They thought where well, he must have been dropped on the mountain. But Elisha, the prophet who was next to him when, they, when he disappeared, he saw him go up and he reported it. To make us to see that God desired to give this immortality to mankind, that we, sh we wanted mankind to live on this planet forever. But because of the sin and the situation on the earth right now, those who please him to the point that God was pleased, God desired to take them out of this planet, perhaps to another place where living immortal people are living, with, with a new body that was changed. Because when they go up, they have to have their body changed so that the elements will not be affecting them. Gravity will not affect them. And wherever they are, they are in a new, in a, in a new, in a new body that is 
glorified. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is the third example to show to us that God wills that man should live and have immortality and never see physical death. The Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated to us that he actually had his, his power, his, he has power to lay down his life to death and he has power to resurrect himself from the dead and then he took that same body out of the grave and showed himself to the apostles for many days. And right before their eyes, he didn't just disappear, right before their eyes on the Mount of Olivet, the Bible said they watched him go up. The same body that was in the grave that he took out, they watched him go up into the sky. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, is where this was reported. Because how we, we know that he actually, I mean, somebody was taken away without seeing physical death. People may say, well, you know, several people are missing on the planet. They don't know. Maybe it was kidnapped and killed and buried and so on, which is happening in, in our generation. But when God wants to do this thing, especially when we say the rapture is coming, God will leave witnesses to make them to testify that they saw this man go up. That was why Enoch, it was reported in the story in the book of Enoch that he actually was taken up and his children were gathered, they saw him go up. That was in the book of Enoch. Now, in the book of, uh, the, of the kings in Israel, Elijah the prophet didn't just disappear. There was one man there to witness it. Elisha the prophet was next to him, they were walking together. And Elijah the prophet knew that he would be taken away. He was asking the other prophet Elisha that ask anything that you want right now before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, Give me the let me have the double portion of your anointing. He thought, Well, if I can have double portion of your anointing, I will be able to do anything. So and Elisha told him that, Well, you have asked for a heart, but if you see me when I am taken away from you, then it will be so for you. But if you don't see me, it will not be so. What did he mean by if you see me? That is, if he didn't see him disappear, that he just didn't know what happened, then he said that is, that you, the answer, the prayer will not be answered. But he said, if you see me, go up. If you see me when they take me away, then that means God wants to grant it to you. And truly, when the chariot appeared, Elisha, who reported, said he saw a chariot of fire and horses of fire, almost like a red hot, like lightning, like a glowing horses and glowing chariots. And they all, he fell back. When he saw this, he fell to this side and Elijah went to the right. He, Elijah went to the left and he, like the chariot was going in between them. But while, while the chariot was next to them, the angel just grabbed Elijah and carried him to the chariot and they went up. Now, by the time Elisha recovered himself, he saw the chariot going up, no more on the ground, now going up into the sky. And he saw it with his two eyes, and he screamed and cried unto Elijah the prophet, and said, My father, my father, remember us, is what he meant. Remember the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof? They used that to say, Remember us, we want that power to help Israel. That's what it actually meant. The chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. That is, the army of Israel, we need help for them. And all Elijah did was to throw down his robe, which Elisha picked up and brought back with him. And when he got to the river Jordan that has already overflowed itself or went back to its, to its normal position, 
Elijah the prophet was able to smite the river Jordan with the robe of Elijah the prophet. Commanding that where is this God of Elijah that divided the water when we came across. And the same anointing divided the river Jordan again. Elisha was having enough faith to walk inside across the water, across the river without while the river was dried up temporarily. And he went across. Now, that was witnessed by Elisha. Those who were at a distance didn't know what really happened. They doubted it, but they went and searched for several days and did not find Elijah because he went up out of this planet to somewhere in the universe. Now, that is immortality that God promised that we will live without sin. Let me read it to you in the story of our Lord Jesus. I wanted to read out of this Acts of the Apostles first so that you can see how the Lord Jesus Christ also is the third witness that God wanted to give this to humanity. To live without seeing physical death. When the Lord Jesus Christ went up into the sky after he resurrected and showed himself, his physical body, several days with them, and he was about to go up. You see that in the book of Acts of the Apostles. But before I read that Acts of the Apostles, some people have doubted resurrection of Christ. Let me read. Because there was a time somebody was doubting, a non believer was debating it, and I said, you forgot that when the Lord Jesus Christ resurrected, he came before the disciples and said, Touch me and see that a spirit has no flesh and bone as you see me have. When they were afraid and thinking maybe they were seeing a ghost. He said, Why does this why do you why do you why do you have all this doubt in your mind? Touch me and see that a spirit and then they return from there to Jerusalem. Now, you, what I'm trying to point to you here is that, that the Lord Jesus Christ ascending up to heaven is the third witness recorded physically that they witness them going out of this planet to heaven to prove that God planned to give us that translative power, translation that we call rapture, which has been prophesied in the book of Second, Second Thessalonians as Apostle, as Apostle Paul wrote, to tell us that we, shall, we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them that are resurrected in Christ in the last day, at the last trump. For the trump shall sound. God has promised this for the redeemed at the end time. And we have to be one of the redeemed to believe it, to be ready for it and prepare for it. First Thessalonians chapter 4 is the, is, the, is, the, is the promise of God for the end time, for the sins that will be that we overcome, those that were dead in Christ will be resurrected, and we that are alive till that time, that have been growing up in faith and ready for that translation, this is what say we have. We say verse, verse 16, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You mean those who are dead, they will be resurrected? Yes. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. The same cloud that took the Lord Jesus Christ up. So we shall be caught up in that cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is what we call the rapture. This is what the saints have been hoping for and looking forward to. It's coming, brother. It's coming, sister. Believe it. Continue to believe it. And not just believing it, but preparing for it. Because you have to keep looking. As many as look for him. 
will he appear the second time without sin unto glory? You have to be looking for him. He said that the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly, godly and righteously in this present world. He said, looking for that blessed hope. That is the blessed hope. Looking for that day when the Lord shall come and take us up in the sky. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Remember that. That is what you must be looking for if you are a believer. And how do you look for it? By living godly, righteously, and soberly in this present world. Don't participate in the ungodliness of the world. Just looking unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Living for Him. And praising Him daily. And serving Him in obedience to His word. That is how we are looking for Him constantly. And I said, Lord God has given us two, three evidences, three witnesses in the Bible, in the scriptures, of God taking people out of this planet without seeing physical death. To show to us that that rapture, He planned to do it. But this time, not just for one person or two persons or three people, it's going to be for the band of believers that believe that are expecting Him at this end time. To go out of this planet without seeing death, even those who are dead will be resurrected, which was proved by the Lord Jesus Christ by He resurrecting first and then going up. Indicated or symbolized those who are going to be resurrected first and then taken up with those who are alive, like Elijah the prophet was alive and he went up, Enoch was alive and he went up. God is going to um, take some, many of us that are saints at the same time, that are alive till that time, that have been preparing before that time. He's going to take us with those who are resurrected to go and meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. This is the blessed hope, brethren, and you have to begin to believe it and be preparing for this. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I said, God has given us these evidences to show to us that He planned to give immortality to mankind because after we are taken up into the sky, there will be no more death for the saints because immortality has been granted to the saints and death has been swallowed up in victory. And look at it. Let's, let me show to you from what the Bible verses again how God has already prophesied that He, is going to, he has already abolished death and this is the last face of it in first corinthians chapter 15 this is when god is going to really manifest the abolition of death in first corinthians chapter 15 we see apostle paul describing the enemies of god the enemies of righteousness in first corinthians chapter 15 let me read from verse 25 and 26 apostle paul was writing this letter when he was talking about resurrection but in verse 25 he said for Christ, talking about Christ, that he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. That is, Christ is to reign. Like the Bible says, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies to be the footstool of thy feet. You see that in the book of Psalm 110. Now, Christ, Apostle Paul was referring to this, for Christ must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That is the physical death, not the spiritual death. Because spiritual death, people assume that death is talking about is only spiritual death. When people die, they will not go to hell. No, that has already been conquered for the saints. He said, anyone that believes in me, you have passed from death unto life. Once you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have passed from that spiritual death unto life. He said, we raise them up at the last day. But this physical death, I said, the last enemy to be destroyed is the physical death. 
because Christ has abolished this physical death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You see that in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. Now, Apostle Paul was referring to it here. He said, Christ must reign, that is, he is seated in heaven, reigning in heaven until the last enemy has been put under his feet. When you say under his feet, means under the feet of his body, the body of Christ. Under the feet of the body of Christ. That is what it means when he says, God says, sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The enemies of God, sin, diseases, and then death. They are the enemies of righteousness. They are killing human beings. But Christ said, I will put all enemies under my feet, under the feet of the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Even that physical death. Think about that. And in verse 54, also, of First Corinthians, Apostle Paul wrote this one again. He said, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that, that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death, physical death is swallowed up in victory when our physical mortal body put on immortality. Now you have to read that to, in, in that context. Our mortal body is to put on immortality. People assume that that is talking about when we, when we become a spirit, when we, when, we, when we die. No, it is when our physical body put on immortality. Whether after resurrection, or those who are alive that will be changed to immortality because God promised there will be those who are alive and we are believing that's our generation that will be alive to put on immortality and go away from here just like Enoch of old, just like Elijah of old. Then those who are resurrected into a new body also will put on immortality in that new body to also go away without no more death for them forever. Then shall be shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? In Hosea chapter 13, you also see this in Hosea, in the book of Hosea, chapter 13, verse 14, where God prophesied through Hosea that he will destroy death. Let me read that verse to you. And also you see it in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8, where God was taught, which is the one that Paul was quoting that death is swallowed up in victory. But in the book of Hosea chapter 13, you see here where Apostle Paul or nowhere Hosea wrote that God said it will be the, the destruction for, for death and it will be the, the plague for the graves. Hosea chapter 13 verse 14. Here God said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grief, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from my eyes. God was prophesying through the true prophet Hosea that God said he will destroy death. It will be a plague for the grave, which is to fulfill itself when God begins to resurrect the dead at the last days, when he's resurrecting the saints. It's like plaguing graves. He said, O grief, I will be thy destruction. O death, I will be thy plague. It's like plaguing death and, and plaguing and destroying the, the grief. So I will be that destroyed to grief and I will be a plague to death. That is what God prophesied and we believe it is going to happen at the same time. Where God will resurrect many saints out of the dust. And the, Daniel prophesied also through the angel that took, talked to Daniel in chapter 12. He said, many shall that sleep in the dust shall wake 
You see, they are sleeping in dust. That means they have been dead for many years, thousands of years. God said, the many that sleep in the dust shall awake, because God shall wake them up. You see, what, what will happen to their bones? God will make their bones to, 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 to revive again. This is the promise of God that he has abolished it. And to summarize it, so here is what the Bible said. Christ said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. John chapter 8, verse 51. And the, the Jews, they, 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 they debated that with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, he meant it. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That is your victory over death, my friend. That is why Christ, the Bible says Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. If you believe this gospel, then believe, begin to look unto Jesus. Call upon him. Believe his word and stand firm against sicknesses and against death. Claiming the promise of God that Christ has already abolished death, he has given us life. There are many Bible verses that I will refer to in the next broadcast. Keep tuning. But write to us so that we can send you more exhortation. Write to the gospel distribution ministry. Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona, 85050, USA. On the internet, our website is www.gospeldistribution.org. Gospeldistribution.org. God bless you. See you next time. Tune us again next time. Amen.